0: Hi, welcome back to Motivated Minutes with Meg. I missed last week because I was so sick. Like, Jesus, take the wheel, sick, can't do the day, can't function. I think I had a combination of the flu and then also I had a vertigo spell. I don't know if you've ever gotten dizzy or had vertigo, but it is awful. And um, I had a vertigo episode and then uh, lingering dizziness and went to see my doctor ob urgent care to get second opinions and lo and behold you have these little calcium crystals in your inner ear that can get dislodged and roll around and make you feel really sick so um that happened to me and it was crazy it was so it was so unpleasant um it was, it's really debilitating. So if that ever happens to you, if you ever have a vertigo spell and you have lingering dizziness, which can last weeks or months, go to your doctor. You can go to a specialist and actually, um, they can do, um, like some physical therapy to help you with that. And so I, um, did this, this maneuver where they kind of roll it around and like, I guess, get it back into place or get it out of the inner ear. I don't really know, but it made me feel a lot better, and each day I'm less and less dizzy and feeling much better. Um, but I was talking to some people in my DMs on Instagram because I shared the story with everyone um, the other day, and. It's going around, so I don't know if like this type of flu that's going around is causing inner ear inflammation, but just be on the lookout if you feel dizzy or you feel nauseous or you feel weird or you have vertigo where the room is spinning, like just go see your doctor. You'll feel so much better. Um, I went to see my OBGYN and I ordered the Dutch test. Well, she ordered the Dutch test for me. Insurance doesn't cover it. It's pay out of pocket, just so you know, but she said she's the hormone specialist at my and she said that's the best one. So I just wanted to share that because I know a lot of women listen to the show, and we're all girls here. So um, you know, if you are worried about your hormones or you want to see what your levels are, that's a great test. So I wanted to let you guys know that. I am looking for a hormone specialist to bring on the show and have a whole conversation about hormones. So if you know anybody or you are someone who is a hormone specialist, reach out to me, and I'd love to have you on the show. Um, okay, let's get to today's show. So a really, I think something that we're all always thinking about at the top of the year is goals. And I don't want to just talk about goals. I actually want to talk about them in terms of like creating a life that we love, because for me, I always feel best when I am taking action, where I have clarity, where I'm working on stuff. And when I just like sit in my feelings for too long and don't take any action, that is where I get into trouble. Um, and I sort of experienced that this last week when I was sick because I wasn't able to take a lot of action because like I was I was sick. Um, but it got me thinking and I had like this moment, this like aha moment where I'm like, ooh, I should talk about this on the podcast because this is really good. Like the beauty of just taking action. But first there's some things we need to do. So, today's episode is really just about and I kind of wrote this out, um like these five steps to creating a life that we love, right? So these five things that we can do that will really help us get clear, be able to take action, be really intentional and feel really really good while we're on the journey because part of it is we have to we have to learn how to be grateful. And hold space for the gratitude while at the same time holding space for you know wanting to create more and working towards those goals but sometimes we'll swing too far uh, to one side and we will not feel gratitude we'll just feel frustration we'll feel angry we'll feel sad we'll feel depressed you know we'll feel all these things because we're not where we want to be or will stay in a place of gratitude for too long and, and just kind of get complacent. And I'm not saying that gratitude causes complacency. I'm saying that if we write the same things down every day that we're grateful for and we're like, okay, I don't want to try anymore. I've got burnt too many times. I'm too tired. I've gotten said no to too much rejection, too much. It's just too much and I'm just burnt out. Then we sort of go into this place and I only know this because I have been there so many times because I have been chasing big dreams and big goals literally since I was a child, that you go into a place where you don't want to take any action. And you think that you're going to feel better because you're like, oh, if I just stop doing the thing that is causing the pain, then I'm going to feel better. But then you don't because you become complacent. Because you still really do want those things. You're just like, how do I do it? And it feel good and it be fun and I enjoy it and it not be so painful. So that's kind of what I'm going to talk about today and hopefully hopefully teach you these things that are really going to help you. Okay, so step one is you got to get clear on who you are and what you want in 2024. So the first step like who are you and for me this looked like me turning on some of my favorite journaling music and like just writing down all of the things that are important to me all of the things that I love that I want more of all of the things that I feel like you know I value and I'm passionate about and when I talk to my kids about you know their passions and and their stuff and what they're into, I, I always ask them two questions. I go, "Well, what do you really care about right now? Like, what are you passionate about? What do you what are you what are you really loving? And um, what do you what do you want to do more of? Because sometimes the things that we want to do more of. Um, it's an easier question to answer and it's more specific than what are you passionate about? Because we have so many things that we're passionate about. But I feel like what defines us is those moments of like what what gets us up and going? What are we getting excited about? What are we constantly thinking about? What are we constantly doing? And I'll use my kids' sports for example. So let's talk about the older one. My older son is 10. And he, for a really long time, he played soccer and, but he never practiced at home. And I was like, well, maybe just like kids don't practice. Like, I mean, I practiced, I was really into dance and I practiced dance all the time, but like maybe that was just me. Maybe I'm weird. And then my younger son started football and he practiced Every single day. I didn't have to ask him. He just wanted to do it. He was obsessed. He just like. It's what he wanted to do more of. And what he was passionate about. And then my older son was out there with him. And then it became what he wanted to do more of. And what he was passionate about. But he's not passionate about becoming. Like an NFL superstar. Like my youngest is. He's passionate about his teams. And watching the games. And talking about them. And knowing the stats. So. It's what he wanted to do more of. He wanted to play more football. He wanted to talk about more football. He wanted to be about more football with his brother. Like it's this whole this whole thing happened that was just, I was just watching this whole thing unravel and I'm like, wow, this is really cool. And children are such incredible teachers because they allow you to observe living life and people making decisions and people evolving and growing like that you can't do all the time with yourself because you're in it, right? You're living it. But with my kids, I'm watching these boys just like grow and evolve and and I'm just like, wow, I, I'm i getting so much clarity on like humans and people. And, and one of the reasons why I became a studied acting in school, auditioned, got in, like did the whole thing, it wasn't because... I love auditioning. I actually hate auditioning. I, I know it's good and I'm grateful when I get an audition. I have, I have one I'm, I'm working on that I, I want to send in today actually. But I hate auditioning. I'm like, well, there's no people there. Like I got to make the people up. I've got a reader. You know, sometimes it's my husband. Sometimes it's my son. Sometimes it's somebody in the casting room, whatever it is. But what I love, I love entertaining people. I love creating a character. I love writing in the story in between the lines. I love interacting with another actor. I love making life and creating something out of a page. I even love the page. (laughs) I love so much of it. So I want more of that in my life. I want to do more of that. In order to do more of that, I have to audition and I have to continue to put myself out there. But it's not auditioning isn't necessarily the thing I'm passionate about, but it's what I know I have to do more of in order to do more of the thing I really love. So I think a good question to ask yourself is what are you passionate about? Who are you, right? What are you passionate about? That's our passions, that's our values. Who are we? and make that list and then also what do you want to do more of in 2024 and I know I talked about this a little bit in another episode but I think it's so important to revisit all month long in January as we're starting the year what do you want to do more of and then look at that list have you done things off of that list Because I did this while I was sick. Because I was sick. I was in bed. I'm taking care of the new puppy. Like I'm trying to like rest as much as I can. Every time I lean over, I'm getting a little dizzy. And I'm like, oh my God, this is awful. I feel nauseous. So I'm like sitting up in my bed with the puppy. And I'm journaling. And I was like, what do I want to do more of? I want to do more of this, 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 this. And I'm like, wow, that's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of stuff that I want to do. And then I look back since the beginning of January. And I'm like, how much have I done? And then I started to think, oh my gosh, there's so much clarity in that and being honest and raw and real with yourself because the last thing we want to do is shove our passions and desires and goals under the covers and try to forget about them or actually we will hide under the covers and all of our dreams and goals and aspirations are up here and we're just like hiding we don't want to do that like that that sucks that's like not a way to live and let me say something for the other moms out there too motherhood is a challenge it is a it is a marathon it is a workout it is it is it is so much it is so beautiful and it is so challenging and some days you're just going to be like on survival mode and that is okay and your dreams and goals and aspirations are there and as soon as you have that moment where you're like, I have some space, I have some time, you, you you can come to them. I just want you to know there was two years of my life where I didn't do anything but be a mom. <laughs> and... It, and that's hard, that adjustment into becoming a mom, you know, maybe and, and I think for all us moms too, like some of us have it really easy in the beginning. Not easy, but like it's an easier transition. And then going from one to two is the harder. Or maybe going from zero to one was harder for you. or maybe going from two to three is harder for you. Or maybe if you have a mom who have a mom of six, God bless you. Maybe the hardest one was you're like, oh, five, that wasn't so bad. And then going from five to six for whatever reason was more challenging. You have to give yourself grace, but you can still do this kind of work and get super clear. So once you get clear on who you are and what you want to do more of, then I think you can write it as like – a statement. You can either write a paragraph, like a life statement, right? Where you're including some of these passions. I am, I am this, I am that, and I am spending my time doing, and I'm doing this, and I'm working on this. You can write like a three pair, like not three paragraph essay. (laughs) What what are we in sixth grade? I meant to say a three sentence paragraph, three to five sentence paragraph where you are describing your ideal life. You could go further. You could write a whole page Um, when I would mentor women in business, we would call this our vision, you know, our vision, we're including our life goals, our business goals, we're meshing it all together. We're writing like a page and we read that every morning. I really do think that's a very powerful practice. But if you do the list and then you've got like a couple sentences there that kind of like combine the most important things and it's a very like affirmative, powerful, passionate, like couple sentences that really define who you are and what you want for 2024 that's enough you doesn't have to be like a whole page of things right and that takes you a couple minutes not even like a minute to read in the morning but I think that's a very powerful practice so that's step one get clear on who you are and what you want 2024 okay the second thing daily messy action this is my favorite I live in the daily messy action and whenever I stop taking daily messy action I'm like wait why am I so bored why am I so, because I'm in that space of complacency because something has happened where I've either gotten burnt out or I've got burned or I've gotten tired or I've given up on myself again or whatever it is or something didn't go the way I thought or wanted it to go, thought it should go or wanted it to go and I'm back in, and I've, I've retreated and I've stopped taking daily messy action. Now, I'm not saying there shouldn't be rest periods. I actually am not the queen of rest. I am Meg Wellness on Instagram, but I am not the queen of, of rest I'm obsessed with all things wellness but I'm not the best at resting like I just that's not where I feel most comfortable I am really trying to cultivate more of it and I have cultivated more of it in my life and I have more balance than I did in my 20s 20 years ago when I was 24 I never rested I worked seven days a week I I had side hustles I was I was in LA I was acting um, I never took a day off. I, I think I practiced hour and a half yoga like every day. I was also walking like I did not rest. Um, I was really hard on my body. I was hard on my mindset. I've learned a lot in the last 20 years. And I am telling you this because I want you to learn from my mistakes. And I think it's so powerful when we share our stories. Um, but taking daily messy action can happen also on a rest day. And maybe it can look something like this. Like you're like, oh, Sunday, I'm recording this on a Sunday, by the way, Sunday is a day of rest. So I am not going to do my regular business or goal-driven actions, but I'm going to take some daily messy action toward who I am and what I want more of. And that just looks like me pre-writing an email that I'm gonna send out on Monday. Or that looks like me getting my stuff organized to send to so-and-so for the job. Or that looks like me planning, simply planning out my week or meal prepping. So daily messy action, if as long as it's in alignment with your goals, with who you are and what you want to create more of, that can happen every day. And I do believe it should happen every day. And I think one of the reasons why I've accomplished what I've accomplished in my life is because my mom taught me at a very early age, whether she was aware of it or not. Uh, my my parents, I love them. They're very wise they 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 were comforting, but they also were they were encouraging to for me to have really big goals. And my mom told me if you do something every day towards your goal then there's nothing you can't achieve in so many words. Like that's what she said. And I believe her. I absolutely believe her. And I've accomplished a lot and I've done a lot because of that like life lesson or principle that she taught me so early on. I'm talking like probably earlier than 10 years old. Um, and and I think that we had those conversations early on because I had epilepsy when I was six. And I had to relearn how to walk, talk. Like, I mean, I had neurological issues from these seizures. And I had, I was like a blank canvas pretty much coming back to life, right? After this six-week stay in the hospital and intensive care, and I almost lost my life. Like, it was very scary for her. I just remember, like, my dance teacher coming in, getting me out of bed. And I know my mom was behind all of that. Like, my mom made sure I was surrounded by positive supportive creative amazing people um in my early years because she she knew me she knew we know our kids like in a deep level and she knew that that's who I was and she didn't want me to lose that part of myself because my epilepsy Um, so Gosh, I'm getting emotional. But so we had deep conversations early on because I was, I experienced something that most little children, you know, shouldn't have, shouldn't have to experience and don't experience. So there was this like level of realization about like my life purpose and living life to the fullest. And it's been a beautiful thing. And I feel like that's why at 44, I can sit here and I can talk to you. With hopefully these these nuggets that can help you see that that daily messy action can be an incredible, um, inspiring way to live your life. Because you know when you're taking that action every day, like eventually you're going to get there. It might be when you're 24, it might be when you're 44, it might be when you're 54, but like you're living your life you know in alignment with your values and who you are and that is just that's such an incredible gift and it's such an incredible way to live because you inspire everyone around you and give them permission to be themselves and also follow their dreams Um, and then you attract people like that to you as well right you find podcasts like this you find people on Instagram you make friends like you just it's sort of like this little this little light that goes off and then all the other little like butterflies and fireflies like find each other and it's just it's so cool. Um, okay, so number three, track and celebrate. So this is something I did not start doing until I was much older after I became a mom and actually started building my my online business. Um, you wanna track and celebrate. So you wanna track your like daily actions somewhere either like have a list of things you want to try to do every day and get as much checked off your list if that's going to work for you or just write down that thing that you did that day in your daily planner and like star it and you want to celebrate I saw I try to celebrate every week the things that I did I look back I take time on Sundays and I look back and I'm like okay what did I do this week what did I do that felt hard uncomfortable that was but it was in alignment with who I am and what I want to do more of and I celebrate it talk about about it with my husband you know when we sit at the dinner table at night like we always talk about our favorite parts of the day or like what we're proud of and like you know share it there um, you could post about it on social media you could journal about it like celebrate those small wins. Celebrate those that daily messy action because that positive reinforcement is just going to encourage you and motivate you to continue doing it. So I think writing down the thing that you did, either whether it's pre-planned with like a list of three things you're going to do that day or if it's just one thing that you're going to do a day, like whatever it is, I think that's so powerful and celebrate it every single week. Um, Number four is you need to get comfortable failing forward and you need to stop being scared to mess up. You need to stop being scared of judgment. You need to stop being scared of rejection. And you need to know that the people who have accomplished the most out there have failed the most. That is like so true. And when my son lost his two basketball games yesterday and he was upset and he was crying, um, I said to him, I, I pointed to the screen cause my other son was of course watching football already. And I said, look, honey, all those, those, these awesome players, these incredible professional athletes, they have lost more games than they have won. Like that is just a fact. And so if we can remember that we don't have to look at losing or failing as this bad thing, it's just part of the journey. And yeah, it feels great to win. It feels great to book a job. It feels great to get a yes. It feels great to get an opportunity and have something like manifest that we're working so hard for. But it's it's unrealistic to expect that that's going to happen every single day. However, however, <laughs> my fifth thing is enjoy the journey. You can enjoy the messy action daily. You can enjoy you know the life that you're building the goals that you're working towards and and fail forward and the more the, the and I have some good news the more you fail forward the more you kind of think about it in this way and get into this mindset the easier it gets like you don't fall so low it's kind of like when you are a teenager and you're starting to have all those like ups and downs and emotional roller coaster kind of thing um because of your hormones it get it got easier like you didn't feel as weird after a couple years of being a teenager like yeah my it was still challenging like you still feel awkward or whatever it's like high highs low lows but eventually you find balance eventually you find that like middle ground where it's like oh you like got really really excited and, you know, you're going to bounce back up faster. You're not going to stay down so low. That just comes with maturity, living life, wisdom. That's, that's why I think we see a lot more confident women in their 30s and their 40s than in their 20s. Now, I'm not saying that there's not women in their 20s who are not confident, but I'm saying there's more women in their 30s and 40s only because there's more life that has been lived. And I think that if we can just remember that, that these are just, these are practice swings. Practice swings that are meaningful. Practice swings that, you know, are are monumental really when you think about it because it's the small insignificant little things that we're doing that are actually truly amazing because they're building us into this, our highest self, like our brightest version. You know, however you want to say it, like, And we'll learn to enjoy the journey by with practice. Each swing, it gets a little bit easier. Each swing, we get a little bit better. Um, Gosh, I'm such a boy mom. I know I use so many sports metaphors. And like, aside from being a cheerleader in high school, I was not a sports fan. (laughs) Anyways. um, So yeah, just get clear on who you are and what you want in 2024. Take Daily messy action. Track and celebrate your actions and those small wins along the way. Get used to failing forward and know that everybody else does it too. And enjoy the journey. Enjoy the ride because it's life is so magical and so awesome. And I don't want you to be stuck in that place of complacency or in that place of like hustle, hustle, hustle to burnout with no rest and and no kind of like you know, wh- where am I going? What am I doing? Um, Maybe in 2024, your goals are going to change. Like maybe you're redefining what you want. Maybe you're redefining who you are, rediscovering who you are rather, redefining what you want and making it happen. I know that I'm always reassessing at the beginning of each year like what I want and it's scary. It's scary to really like ask yourself, like, what do I truly want? But the older I get, the more I realize that there's no wrong, like there's no wrong way to do it. You know, like, yeah, there's a more efficient way to do it. There's a more, we can be more intentional. We can, we can, I don't know, speak to our spouses more kindly when we're frustrated. Like there's always like, but if there's not a wrong way, like if you're living life and you're here and you're on your personal growth path and you're like wanting to live your life to the fullest, like you're doing a great job. And I feel like part of the fun of life is learning and living, living and learning. And if we're doing that, we're we're doing we're doing pretty good. So, be kind to yourself and um remember that you got this. You totally got this. This is This isn't something that is like, I don't know, not important. You're not insignificant. You're not, you know, you're not just like somebody. You are you and there's only one you. And all those dreams and aspirations and things that you get excited about and things that you love to do, that matters. And what you're creating in your life, the things that you're doing every single day, you know, even if it's just like, being really pleasant saying thank you or making a doctor laugh in a doctor's appointment and saying thank you to the barista when they give you your cup or helping somebody out at Target who like drops something you've been down and pick it up for because she's a little bit older and you never know what's going on with people. Like being a nice human is really important and really powerful. And I think that when we can just remember that we matter and our goals and dreams matter, that all of a sudden It does become more enjoyable because we are validating ourselves for just being here. Um, Okay. Well, that's it for today. I hope that this episode helps you. I hope that you feel excited, empowered, and ready to go out there and make 2024 the best year yet. I am cheering for you. I'm rooting for you. And I'll see you next time. If you feel so um, inclined, leave a rating and review for the show. I would love that. Share the show with a friend if you think this would help them. And come say hi to me over on on Instagram, at Meg Wellness. And you can follow the podcast at Motivated Minutes uh, Podcast. See you next time. Bye.